Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys. Brooke and Bridget here from Splat. The podcast. Hey, guys. So we just wanted to pop in before this episode and say a quick heads up that we know the sound quality in this one is maybe a little off and not as good as our previous ones, we hope. But we had a slight mishap this week and like the true millennials, we are recorded it on our iPhone. So extra credit to Brooke for editing this one. We had a New York moment and we're giving you a New York podcast. (laughs) So here she is. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Bridget. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Splat, the podcast. We are here to talk about Sex in the City, 10 years younger than the characters it portrays. And 20 years later, as young ladies living in New York City and thinking about ways we identify with and are driven by and see ourselves in and are totally baffled by the ladies of Sex in the City. So welcome to episode 104. Woo! The Valley of the 20-something, guys. Indeed, indeed, indeed. The um, younger men, if you will. The younger men, which we both have some ex- experience with. Some of us more than others of us, <laughs> perhaps. So, <laughs> we're just so excited. It's been a while since we recorded, and we're really happy that we're going on this journey with And it's guys. all we talk about with each other and with everybody else. We talk about each other. It's going to get old fast. Yeah, you're going to get sick of us fast, or, or you're going to fall love in love with us. Um, so so today's a very special day. It's a because super special day. We are joined by our very first guest. You can talk now. Hi, <laughs> I've been just sitting here like waiting. <laughs> so patient, so patient. We have the beautiful Anna Nogueta with us, a Sex and the City expert. Kind of, kind of. Can't well, believe it. Not like I was like a staff writer or anything, but just like I watched it. I've watched the whole thing, consumed it a few times, a few <laughs> times, and and it, it brings a great perspective because Anna is actually old. <laughs> Just what Brooke was gonna say. I, yeah, she is ancient. She is no, she is of the age of the characters when they begin mm-hmm. their journey to find sex in the city. Sex and the city. Mm-hmm. So we thought this episode would be especially great to have her on because it deals with the thirty-something-year-old ladies sleeping with men in their their twenties. So on his age, sleeping with people our age. Our age, even a little older than us, which is funny. Yeah. Anna and I met this summer. Doing a play. Doing a play. That one-off Broadway credit that I so tactfully mentioned. We've already touched on in this podcast. It's impressive to have one-off Broadway credit. I would agree. I can die. Anna, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Um, I 
am an actor and also, I guess, a playwright and also, I guess, a screenwriter. Amazing. Uh, in New York City. And, um, yeah, it's weird because I, I watched Sex in the City forever and you like totally relate to the characters and then I'm I'm married so mm. I'm like the villain <laughs> in episode two yeah, yeah you are the villain you kind oh, no, of that's episode, episode three Bay of Married Pigs right, right yeah yeah is that the one where she like goes to their Hampton's house and the guy yeah Pepper Milton you guys, look at this so expertise well. oh, so this summer um we were in the dressing room and I forget what I brought up or I sent I think a gif to our like cast group text and you Anna were like oh it's from that scene from this episode and the dialogue they're having is this and I was like damn (laughs) (laughs) it's sad it's so sad Anna's also like an integral an integral part of why we are doing this because we had lunch that day with Jennifer Kim another beautiful friend yes who and I was like I'm having my twenty, my fifth twenty-something crisis of the month. Sure. And you were like, "What do you want to do, Brooke?" <laughs> and I was like, "I just like watching TV, and I want to talk about it." And you were like, "Why aren't you doing that?" And I was like, "It's 2017. You can do that. Like, you can do that. Pretty much anyone could do that." <laughs> so we sound a little different. We do. I fun story. Not, I, yeah, well, fun. It'll be. It'll be so fun once it's resolved. By the time this airs, it'll be resolved. It will be. And it'll all be okay. I went to go and retrieve our recording equipment from our dear producers and sweet friends, Sean and Cass. Collected it. Daringly put it in the trunk of my lift. What's a trunk? What's a trunk? Why'd I do that? Bad choices. And then got out of the car without it. So the lift team and I are emailing. We're going to figure it out. But for now, you're bearing with us on some iPhones. Some sweet iPhone voice memos. I appreciate think it. that it's cool and old school. I'm, you know, I'm 31, so I, maybe I. We're, <laughs> we are ancient. So. Throwing it back to 1998. We're truly embracing having an old lady here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to do it. P.S. They didn't have phones in 1998. Carrie didn't get a cell phone until like season six. I know. I also remember when she gets like her first MacBook. Yes. It's like a little rounder than they are now. And do they have like the colors on the sides? Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's when she's with Aiden. I actually literally know the title of that episode. <laughs> Tell us. My motherboard myself. Wow. <laughs> I'm so happy about this. I just, I am just outmatched. It's amazing. So Bridget d- hasn't ever watched it all straight through. Anna and I. Anna Not even close. is way more. In, <laughs> so sad. No, educated in it than I. Because when you were watching it at. When was the first? So, okay, so in 1998 is when it started. So in 98, I was uh, 13, right? So I didn't watch it the first few seasons, obviously. But then when I was like, but then I think I started watching episode three, which would be like around 2000. And I was 15, which feels like kind of. Season three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season three, which feels kind of like when you would start watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know because that's my favorite season. Uh-huh. When, well, I'm not going to say anything because you don't know. It's okay. I, I'm i going to plug my ears. Say it. That's when Carrie and Big have their affair. Uh-huh. It's really exciting. I missed it. Um, you're going to hear it. She like it. I'm going to listen to the podcast. You're going that's true. Really, you listen to the podcast. <laughs> well. Uh-oh. Spoilers have like come abound. But that's kind of the fun of this experiment we're doing is that sometimes things are spoilers and sometimes things that would be spoilers aren't. 
because even though I haven't watched right. the show, I've like absorbed some of the mm-hmm. the stories. Well, and in the this in this tropes. episode, we get the first taste of one of the um, things. I think that happens later. The something came up, which like becomes like a bigger thing in a later episode. Oh yeah, and I was watching it for like the third time this morning with my friend who's staying at my apartment with me and he was like oh my god that's from sex in the city i've never watched it but there's been a lot of things i think that we've found already that are so in the just like culture of- wait when in this episode do they say something came up i'm now not remembering i know the episode that you're talking about that comes later with big big sends the um the voicemail because they're he supposed to be cancels on their thing their oh, drink thing says something came up something came up and they analyze it and we'll get into this later, but I thought it was so interesting. They're like, listen to this voicemail. Can you tell me what this voicemail means? Like, what is his intonation? And like, It's like what we do with text, yes. I feel like. That's what you guys do And like text. send screenshots. Like, how do I reply to this? What does this mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's fun. But like in 1998, they were like listening Using to voicemails. to dial into voicemail in your apartment phone. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is like in some ways better. I mean, I feel like guys couldn't ghost and ditch as much just because no, they, they just they stop, responding. stop it, responding. It's so much easier to find someone now. We talked about this in the right. pilot because in that like weird fantasy that they do, that guy ghosts on the Australian British woman. Right. At the very beginning. Right. Yeah. There's actually an episode, another, I'm going to plug another podcast that doesn't need Good. any plugging, but that is <laughs> we Cheryl Strayed. Yes. Dear I just Sugar. was listening to Dear Sugar this morning. Well, this week's was about ghosting. A ghosting. It was. Yeah. yeah. That's and fun. they talk about how like it's worse now because you know if you're texting someone, they're getting it. They're mm-hmm. getting like, it, and if they, if you're on social media, someone doesn't just disappear. And someone yeah. responds to something, you're like you're on your phone. I know yes. that you've seen this, yeah, even if seen it. even if you're not texting, even if you're but bad then at texting. I do that. Someone will text me, and I'm like, I don't want to text or deal with this right now, and so I do it two hours later. You but know, two but, hours is different than like a week. Right, well, definitely, of course. I sometimes I do it really perhaps two her. or three days later, and then I do really feel bad about it. But you know. I'm a really bad texter. I'm the queen of the like, hi, 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 sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. it's okay. Um, yeah. I love this episode because I feel like it is a new pilot. It feels like oh. so many things that happened in the first episode happen again in this episode. Like, But with, it's like an explosion in a different way. And we were watching it this morning too and... This is the first episode we really get into the sex part. And Bridget was like, whoa. And I was like, welcome. Because it's dramatic. It's like, you know, one or two of them, like, kind of chastely hook up with someone in the mm-hmm. first two. And this one, there is sex on sex. This one on is sex. like Samantha doing her Samantha thing. And Charlotte and... Yes. <laughs> even and the- Charlotte, who's been... She hasn't even been in the she last, like, two the last, episodes, like, basically. But now she's. I, I'm. I'm curious to see that character develop because I think I know the less, the least about Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I think I'm the least generous with Charlotte. I actually think. I think I judge her. Actually, I can't say this because now I'm thinking of all of their series-wide arcs. Right. But Charlotte's series-long arc is like beautiful. Yeah. Like all, all of theirs, except I, sometimes I'm like Carrie. Carrie's is the lamest. Do you never learn? Carrie's is the lamest. And Charlotte's like, Charlotte like really learns about love. I yeah. Know. And so does Samantha. And Miranda. They all oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, so I want them to be happy. I think the big spoiler she doesn't know is the Samantha one, which I think is my favorite. I don't think both, I know anything both about Samantha that. Both Samantha ones. I'm, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> um, which lady are you, Anna? 
Or hybrid? Hybrid. Like I'm a hybrid, and I think I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm a Carrie Miranda. That makes sense. It's always embarrassing to say you're a Carrie, because people are like, oh, I don't know. But we talked about this. Carrie. You have to own it. That's how I, I am. You are. You I'm are. a writer. Yeah. Like, I am. And you have, like, your love life is, is your story, your origin story with Nick is one of my favorites. It's pretty good. Do you want to tell it? Is it worth to tell? I think, I it, think is. it is. Let's, let's immortalize it right I now. I also just, like have been slowly like <laughs> creaching on Anna's life since I met her. No, no. I, not only have I shown multiple people that I'm friends with pictures from their wedding, just to be like, you want an example of a beautiful wedding? Here's one. And um, You babysit for... I babysit for your sister. Yep, I've just like slowly like needled my way into your family. I want you there. I want you in. You're welcome into <laughs> my world. Go um, um, so. Yeah, our origin story is like actually like straight out of a sex in the city in the sort of like leave and then come back like whatever happened to that guy thing so my husband and I dated when like starting the fall after I graduated from college so I was 22 he's a year ahead of me he's 20 he was 23 and by dated like you know it, it was it was a little more like hooking up than that mm. oh it, we had like a an a, adult is my mom gonna listen to this podcast? We had like an adult interaction so. uh-huh. at a party, uh, and then he left town to go do a show, oh, and we became pen pals, like super sweet. cute. So and we were both like seeing other people. Not you know, obviously after one night you're not like married, but we became pen pals and like these long ass emails. Emails. That was my question. Really cute. Mm. And then he came back, and he um, and we started dating. Like, for real. Uh, but, I mean, forever and ever and ever, we're going to fight about this till we're 90. He's like, she just, like, really, like, was so into me, and it was so serious, and what? she got too serious too fast. And I was like, I wasn't that into you. Like, I really liked you, but, like, I really wasn't sure, and I also felt like it was kind of moving too fast. What was really happening was he was getting, like, really successful, uh, and he was like, dead weight. Like, this is my moment to be with lots of ladies. Sure. So. Which is like. Fair. 23 year old. He's 23. It's totally Very fair. Very fair. So then, this is where it gets good, kind of, is that we had this like Brooke's long dancing talk. About it. We had this like long talk of like, who's, you know, he was like, I feel like this is moving quickly. And I was like, me too. Let's slow it down. I don't care. Like, let's be casual. And, uh, and the conversation ended with, um, we're on the same page, right? We're on the same page. Great. The next day, I get a text from him that says, she says we're on the same page, but I know she's lying. No. And really wants more. I just feel like the whole thing has stalled. And I wrote back. Unbelievable. He uh, did the thing. He did the thing. And I wrote back, is this a joke? Because it's a terrible one. I gave him an out. And he was like, oh my God. And he called me. He was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, that night I went to my friend's club. I got drunk and I broke up with him. And I was just You like, went to a club? Sex and my the friend city. Meredith was a bartender and I went and she like gave me tequila. That's and I what met we Nick need. upstairs. We need a Meredith. Bartender. Friends. Yeah, you need a bartender. Okay. Friend. Meredith. Meredith? Go cats. Oh yeah. Oh fine. Hey girl. Yeah. Amazing. Um <laughs> then I broke up with him. I was like, this isn't gonna work. Then this is the this is the the cincher is that a month later a show that he wrote got announced that it was going to Broadway. And I was like, wow. I'm going to be the bigger person. Meanwhile, it's totally Sex and the City. Like, the New York Times, like, falls at my front right. door. And his picture is on the front. God. And I was like, Ugh. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I text him, congratulations. I'm really happy for you. And he said, 
I got a new phone. I don't have this number anymore. He new phone who dissed you. So, oh wait, that's a great way to say that phrase because he dissed. dissed. <laughs> so that's the origin story. Wow, with and that is like full Sex in the City. I that's love amazing. new phone who dissed. <laughs> I love too that that's that that's like a a, a truly twenty years later yes. version of Sex in the City. Totally like spot on. You're the it like yeah yeah. And then four years later, we just. Started dating again. And he worked wow. very hard. Of course he did. Yeah. They had a beautiful wedding. And clearly he succeeded. So. He succeeded. He did a very good job. But yes, and that is part, I really feel like it's something that would happen to Carrie. Mm-hmm. But it's also maybe something that would happen to Miranda. So I live between Fair. those two. I definitely Fair. live between those two. Miranda's oh, response, like, like I feel like if Carrie got the like text, if I'm thinking modern day versions of these ladies, if Carrie were to get the text, she would like not have responded she would like kick her phone off the bed. She would have been like, I can I wondered, could I ever use a phone again? <laughs> but I ever Miranda would have been like, What the fuck? Yeah. She's Miranda like, would have like showed up at his the guy's apartment. Just to give him peace of her mind. Like, What's yeah. this crap? Yeah. Um, this is great. All of the questions we had written down to ask you are I basically our yeah. next one was something from Sex in the City that happened to you. That something well, very that, sex in the city ish in your I life. I mean, I feel like I have so many, but that's, I think that's like the best one. And it's it has a great a happy line. ending. Yes. So let's like totally stick with that. Perfect. And also it's like the most PG. <laughs> right, right. Just adult interactions because I'm at sure, a party. I'm right. sure your sister is at least going to listen to this. Right, if my sister listens to it. If this is a successful guest appearance, then I'll come back for season Perfect. three, my favorite season. You'll come back for season three. I want you to come, um, come back for the... Um, Brooke just no spoilered me something, so I, I don't know what's happening. I didn't even get to say what I wanted okay, to say. Okay, I'm I, I'll, the elevator, the post-it. Don't know what that means. Oh well, this is basically that. The post-it is <laughs> okay. Everyone's given me some looks. Burger is just like a really fascinating character to me in general. I would. This love is to a talk character named Burger. His last name Jack Burger. Oh, E-R. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, he's like the tragedy, which I feel like is Whoa. really realistic. We'll talk about it later. Great. Whew, getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so, should we dive into we, yeah, Valley of the 20-something guys? Please. Okay, so this is a new pilot. I truly believe... It could have started like this. With the, if it, I yeah. think they... I wonder if, it was a, if that was a choice, though, to ease people into it because it was kind of radical. That's what I was going to say. I think like if they had jumped in with the graphic sex scenes that a lot right. of its target demographic would have been like... Ugh. Too much, potentially. Right. If that's the whole, you know, all it's about. Valley of the... They love to make a pun on a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. So even at the very beginning, they start just like they do with the pilot. It's with true. She's telling a story. But this I, yeah, time... that moment. This time it's about her and Big. Full disclosure, I pressed play and my, com- my computer was in the other room. Uh, and I heard once upon a time, I was like, ugh, it started playing the pilot. Whoa! Yeah. Look how spot on. Look at that. And they keep having meet cutes. Basically, yeah, Carrie and it's Big... Yeah, it's just... It's the running into each other. is... In and out of cabs. I think they have amazing cabs. They really do. And they do throughout the series. These meet cutes are, it's an amazing montage too because every single one of them is charged. You can feel it the moment they see each other. Like in this one, she surprises him at a bris and he turns around and sees her and both of them are like, wait, what? What are you doing at this bris? Oh my God, they're both so cute. And then I think she says like, we decided to run into each other accidentally on purpose. Well, she says something where they're accidentally dating uh-huh. And I was like, that's a very interesting thing that I have gotten myself into multiple yes. times. 
Where you just you end up, my version of that is that you end up spending so much time with a person. Yeah. I guess in my case, yes, it would be a straight male. Right. Um, Who, like, potentially would be a love interest, but it's just, a, like, someone you... Or just any friend, with. and you're like, oh, well, I'm getting all, the, I'm getting all my needs satisfied by this person, right. even mm-hmm. if it's not romantic. But then you're, like, in a hole, and you're still alone. Woohoo! <laughs> Indeed. It just got so dark. Today. I don't know if you guys could feel that over the, the cloud. <laughs> but it came just over got the sun. Really dark. <laughs> Can I say this? Yeah. As a 30 something, <laughs> I know that this is like not about what's happening in momentarily. Please episode, give us but advice. But I do think it's an important thing actually to say as a 30 something, watching the, having watched this show all throughout my 20s, is that people in their 20s watch this show and watch so many things and mistake it for what their lives were supposed to be like in their 20s. Right. But what's brilliant about this show and is interesting is that these women are in their 30s, therefore they have disposable income, have been doing this stuff for a long time, and have these like really structured lives and friend groups. And in my 20s, I was like, I'm kind of lonely and like... Yeah kind of not in the shape I want to be in right. and totally broke and like feel like I'm fl- and that's actually how you're supposed to feel in your 20s and that's kind of why we're here yeah right. totally and that's kind of the, the the joy of trying to unpack this as a 20 something I feel like is how in what ways does this actually apply to me and in what ways is this I I have a coworker who um she's pro- I think probably 4 years older than I am 27 so so kind of right in between us mm-hmm. and she came over to talk to me because she she and her high school friends watched all of Sex and the City and loved it and she said that something that um she and her friends were actually just were talking about Sex and the City revisiting it and about how they feel that it taught a generation of women to not settle for uh-huh. anything that's like normal or easy and to go for like the crazy love which maybe isn't actually right. a good idea or just just to not, just not even to give the like sometimes safer or easier love a chance that it has to be like dramatic and crazy and I like, was watching Sarah Jessica a clip from Sarah Jessica Parker's Inside the Actors Studio because I'm a huge nerd um, and one of the things she said yeah, was that, you are. yeah, <laughs> was that this episode, episode four, is one of her favorite ones. That's what I was gonna say. Um, yes. But she also, he was asking her about why the show, like, is she as like naughty and like mm-hmm. candid in her life? And she was like, no. But I think what draws people to the show is not necessarily the like candidness to talk about sex, although it, I think it is very appealing. But it's also the love between these four women mm-hmm. and the bond and how exceptional it is and how special it is and that I would to jump off what you were kind of saying is that I think there are sometimes I watch it and I think I, there are things that I strongly resonate with and I strongly connect with and there are other things that I'm like uh, I know that I'm not this um which is cool and I think it's what makes the show so universal yeah, yeah and I think what like gives it as you get older watching it what gives it like emotional depth is the realization that these women are in their 30s and this mm. isn't frivolous mm. there is like a sadness to it not that it's sad to be single in your 30s but that you are going against a norm right and and your friends have disappeared into families right and so 
that's what makes this show more than just like women wearing cute shoes. It's like women yeah. choosing an alternative lifestyle. Do you feel that now, or do you feel that it's a different expectation now? Do you think you have more of a? I mean, you're you're married, so it's right. different, but. Well, I think I live in a weird world because I'm an artist. So mm. my friends who are not artists, I'm behind them. Like they all are having kids and right. like slowing down in that way. Oh, and then my friends who are my age who are artists, I'm ahead of them. Right. So they and they're all single, right? Interesting. Or like just or like in serious relationships, but like not at marriage yet, and like just starting. So I'm like in this very weird two different worlds in almost. between place. Totally. Um, that you know is sort of like me and my husband together mm -hmm. as a team because we're like we're the only two people doing exactly what what, what we're doing. doing but i do understand that like if i were single i have enough friends that have families that i would feel weird yeah. and i would have to really search actively search out hmm. other single women in order for me to not just like show up and constantly be the woman without a baby at a party right. mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, is that another aspect of it, to the baby part of it then? Yeah, it's like you watch, it's like a checklist. people watch their friends get married, and they're like, oh shit, what does this mean? And then you watch your friends have babies, and you're like, everything is going to change. Yeah. And, and it does. Priorities sh just sh have to shift. And it's fine, if you because you get older and you're sleepier, generally. Right. So you're fine with like just going over to your friend's apartment with a baby and like hanging out. Mm -hmm. um, but you're not... Like you're not like let's go try this new restaurant. Right. Speaking of trying new restaurants. Yeah. Oh here we go. No, so I, that's tangent. No, 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 I was. We literally the reason I'm so excited about having you here is for exactly the conversation okay. we just had. It's so cool to okay. have that perspective. Tangents, tangents. My my Are job is to. I feel like I. Was you're the producer. <laughs> It's good. It's good. No, we keep each other in. I think in we check. do. We do a good Someday, job. I will like to like go and self-deprecating tangents that Bridget just chooses not to listen to. Supportive statements only. This is a conflict-free podcast. <laughs> Never. <laughs> don't forget, conflict-free podcast. And here we go. So we're at a restaurant opening because just like in the opening, Samantha's PR firm is yes. hosting an event. Yep. And they're all going. And Charlotte, who's been missing for two episodes, has a new boyfriend who I know that actor and I can't place he him. He looks like kind of every generic handsome yeah. man I've seen. I feel I like feel now he's like a hot dad in some probably. show that I oh, watch. totally. And he apparently has like the big three, like money, looks, and manner. manner. And so, which oh. is, and I think the manner thing is interesting. That feels very important for Charlotte. I'm not sure that like Samantha would care about manner. Well, but I think it also it has to come up because it's like it's it feels like a direct contradiction to what happens with him. Right. Later right. In the Later in this episode, he totally. Loses. Look how normal the women looked. I yes. know. I love it. I yes. They me look too. like normal New York women. Like they're you know they're fa they're dressed up and their hair is kind of done, but yeah. they look they just. It's believable you would see someone who looked like that on the street. I yes. think as the show progresses... They get a little wackier. Yeah. So here we are. Carrie is listening to this voicemail. She's like, something came up. Big, big can't come meet me for our drink thing. There's no one cuter than Sarah Jessica Parker. She's, She's so a, cute. A little button. And then so... Cynthia, Miranda listens and is like... She's like, she <laughs> Carrie hands her the phone. She's like, interpret this for me, which, as we were saying, is something I do all the time with. With texts. I send Bridget like eight screenshots or... a <laughs> day. Like, I got we this text. We just communicate in screenshots of other conversations. <laughs> <laughs> There's no actual communication between us. Bridget and I are only friends through our other friends. <laughs> right. And by that, I mean the interactions that we have with them. Yes. So we meet um, the reason why we're here, the chef of the restaurant. John. John. J-O-N. No H, no last name. His blue crab strudel was so fabulous he didn't need one. John. He 
and Samantha's like all over this, right? Because he's like Playboy chef, which is such a funny concept that he would he only needs one thing. She describes this thing, and I'm pretty sure he's. She, Carrie says his blue crab strudel makes it worth it, and yes. I'm like, That's, what? Sounds what even awful. does that taste yeah. like? like strudel is a dessert, and crab is. Oh, I think it's streusel. Mm, is that something Wait, you that's eat with maybe, seafood? That sounds no, like a dessert no, that too. That still sounds like a dessert. Either way, it's not how I want to eat blue crab. crab. Nope. Um, not exactly. A Oh, also, so Miranda, when she's listening to that voicemail, she's like, I have no idea what he means by this. Because Carrie's very confused that he called it a drinks thing, which is funny. Like, what? A drinks thing. Big is just, like, generally noncommittal. Like, Big can't say anything one way or the other. And, like, in that way, him and Carrie are not a good match because she will be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? She's so neurotic. But I also think it's great that Miranda is still hooking up with Skipper. Yes. Oh my god, Skipper. Skippy. Everyone has a Skipper in their life, oh, right? Oh, yes. Like a nice boy who yeah. who you, who you adores do, them. Yeah, who adores them and who you would, you know, you'd, you'd get it on. Right. Skipper, you'd get it on. Skipper Skipper is that's the key thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Skipper's the guy who you made the oh, if we're both 40 and not sing, not married, we marry each other. Right. But right. like you're really working really hard to find somebody else cuz in the But in the meantime it's like nice warm body boy. Right. And he loves you, and it's like so nice to be How loved. How do you say no to that? And yeah. Miranda, Miranda makes it very clear she's like. And Miranda likes a sparing, a sparing, a sparring partner too, and she knows she can like she's in charge. What were you saying? Sorry. Um, she says it's a not a love thing, or it's not a dating thing. It's a we're not dating. It's a fuck thing. Right. Which oh, I think so many walls. Now, again, going back to culture. the pilot, you know, they're all like, we can't have sex like men. We can't have sex like men, and like. Miranda's if if you're going by like 1998 man woman like standards like Samantha, Miranda's wearing the pants in this relationship. Totally. Um, yeah, she's got yeah. Okay. And they're probably suit pants because at one point in this episode she looks like a ventriloquist dummy again. Straight up suit <laughs> with a tie. Oh my god, she's. Just oh my a, god, you guys, this guy's hair, John's hair is so 1998. The chef, it really, it's like, it's like. Boy band hair, almost. So many center. The parts. idea that this this Tim chef would be the so. All of man. Is that that actor? Yes. He's my yoinka yoinka. I think he's episode. my yoinka too, even though he's such a doofy. Really? Do you, you I have don't to know. tell us by the end who you're? So yoinka. I know who mine is. It's big. Of course, it's big. I'm not attracted to Chris. No. <gasps> I I'm not. It doesn't like light a fire in my belly. Oh know? no! I, I can't s- get enough of it. I see his charm and I get it, and I'm sure he's great for Carrie, but not for me. And I'm then, sure he's great for Carrie. I'm not sure he is, and I don't even haven't even watched this show. Samantha's just making out like full make out. She's like, oh, by the, the way, the chef has to go because the New York credit. New, wow, I'm just guys' words. You're good. The New York Times critic is there, and uh-huh. Samantha drags him back into a filthy make out. And then Carrie is confronted with Yoinky Yoinky Yoinka Sam. And Skipper comes back and is like, the bar won't serve me. I brought you these rum and Cokes. And Miranda's like, fuck you. I hate, I hate rum, rum and Coke. I hate Coke. She's such a but bitch. Thanks. Well, I hate rum and I hate Coke. But thanks. Yoinka Sam comes through with his martinis and he's like, I know the bartender. Oh, yeah. Because Carrie goes on this whole thing about how um, 20-somethings. Oh, right. Oh, sure. How 20-somethings are all friends with the B people. Bouncers, bartenders, and they have cute pets. Right. Oh, Sex in the City, this is something fun for you. Yeah. And the wordplay mm. and the puns. Yeah. They are tragic. Yes. But. As in, like, ostensibly, a lot of them are. Carrie is writing. You know, she's like, 
writing things to publish yes. and you, you're like an, an editor like you get away with that exactly and you're like mm. oh and then Big shows up Big shows up and interrupts Carrie investigating Yoinka Sam's tongue ring and Yoinka Sam is like what 24 he's, he's young like he's, a, he's, a, he's in the valley of the 20 something men so I actually think this is interesting and important this like contrast with Big and Carrie yes. that I think continues over the series that he like Big always Big shows up at this club here yeah and Carrie's like playing with some guy's tongue. And Big's like in a suit and Carrie's like wild hair and in a tight little dress. And there's like this feeling of like this is not how I want this guy to see me because he feels like classy and powerful. Mm-hmm. Different world and almost. And Carrie's like such a hot mess. Well she says something at the end of this episode that I just like think is so beautiful and we'll get there where she sort of encap- encapsulates that. He said in the voicemail he had an hour and to she come was to the like, party. He so she his, expected he wouldn't come. Yeah, and he does this weird thing. He's like, what did I say? And Carrie gets all flustered and About stops. the voicemail, yeah, because she mentions it, and he's like... And then she's like, you, ha- her. you had an hour, and he's like, well... Well, uh, I was outside trying to get in for 30 minutes, inside looking for you for 20 minutes, so that leaves me with just enough time to tell you that I'm out of time. And then he leaves her with he this guy, leaves. this 20-something. But it's, it's an interesting sort of, like, 40-year-old yeah. situation... Um, he likes things the way he likes them. Right. And he's like, I'm not going to stand he's around a settled bar. person. I'm not going to go, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to put myself through any level of discomfort, which is, like, not a great quality in a guy. Yeah. No. I feel like I know a lot of men in their 30s. I feel like I know significantly less men in their 40s. It's, I know. And I have, yeah. I have a few women in their, like, early 40s who I consider friends, but I think it would be very strange for me to have a male friend in their yeah. 40s. I think the men that I know in their 40s are either like fully dads. I was just right? going to say, for me, that's like dad generation still. Yeah. I think, like, you know, a 45 year old is, pro- is probably living a whole different lifestyle well, than And if even. they're not, I know them as like artists and like, right. like arrested development, like, right. oh my God, that guy. Like, yeah. he's really fun to hang out with, but like, his girlfriend's 25 and like, right. that's not cute anymore. No. Even as like, I feel like. If I were dating a 34, 35-year-old, I would be like, I'm a little worried about right. yeah. why you're dating me. Right. Yeah. If you're just trying to hook up with me, like, I get that. I'm so young. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to date me, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to give you if your end game is to, I'm not in, we're not just like, it's just like a Looking very for different, different world, really actually. different places. Yeah. yeah, and so she's like straddling those two things. That's I really like that idea because I think at first glance, this is a comparison between Big and the other dude, mm-hmm. you know, where that, that's an interesting in and of itself, but I, I really like the idea of looking at it as just Carrie and Big and the different right. way they inhabit space and like the world at this point. And one of the things that is so great about Carrie is, and I, that I relate to, to her is that while she's like in this whole tornado of feeling, she's still very self-aware. Like oh, yeah. She says right after this interaction, men in their 40s are tricky and complicated and you're never sure you got the right answer. She compares them to the Sunday... Yeah. New York Times is getting a lot of plugs in it this is. episode. It is. She compares it to the Sunday crossword and actually at one point later in the episode, she sees him and then fills his crossword out for him. But also the New York Times critic is, is at that the, the restaurant. They're like yeah. doing a lot of... Like There's a lot of times. Meanwhile, she writes for the Post? I think the so. Post. Mm-hmm. Or no, the Post or the Star. I feel like she works for the New York Star. No, the Post. The Post, I think. We'll check. The Star feels trashy. Yeah. Sorry, Star. We love you. Come on the podcast. <laughs> Just bring your whole writing team. So um, then they sh- he leaves, and Sam notices, I think. Good for Sam. Sam, the 20-something guy. Yoinka Sam. Yoinka Sam. Um, that Carrie's like 
affected by this is like this place is tired and so they go to a 20 something bar i have to say one more thing about this interaction Please. i'm so sorry no don't be sorry is that i feel like it's also a contrast to uh models mortals mm. right doesn't big have a whole thing with the models in that in that episode and it feels like him that's him in his playground that she's right. like coming up on and this is him coming into her trying to na- navigate but it's like he feels like he's allowed to do what he's doing and i get like a moment of judgment from of him course. for what she's doing totally. i think it's really interesting about like why can't the why can't she have a play thing why does she have to be like put together and you can like right. fuck a model also, when they leave, she's a lady. they leave this bar and um, their drinks are full. <laughs> totally, fully he full. Just, the drinks he got for free from the bartender. He just and he, there. a 24-year-old boy, isn't like, let me make sure and chug this yeah, before I exactly. leave the bar. No way. <laughs> so they go to this bar and Carrie breaks down the, the type of 20-something guys. There's the groovy guy, the corporate guy, the jock, the underage guy, and then eventually realizes Yoink is Sam. She's like, there's one more I forgot. <laughs> The really good at kissing guy. This is like really interesting to me because she's like, Samantha, everyone in this bar is in their 20s. And Samantha's like, so are we. And I, the whole time I was thinking, if I showed up in a bar where everyone was in their 20s, would I even be able to tell? Like, would, or would I be like, oh my God, everyone here is younger than me? Because I feel like I walk around and I'm like, yeah, like what difference does it make? I think it depends on the bar. If it's like frat star. Right. Sports bar, it might be easier to tell. Otherwise, I'm not sure I would even know. Like, when we went, when we would, like, go dancing during our play, like, we were in the East Village, so, like, definitely... Young. Young. It wasn't, it was during the summer, so it wasn't school time, but still. Yeah. And did I, was I, like, everyone here is younger? I was like, no, I belong here. Yeah. Maybe I don't. You do. You do. you're old. You're old. You do. Oh, she's so tiny. She's And this, that's so funny. That's what they're talking about right now. She's like, and I do. Oh, yeah. He comments on how she doesn't weigh anything, and she's, what does she say? Isn't that, isn't that? Oh, that's the cutest thing ever. The cutest thing? Yeah. She has really the best body, because she also has boobs. Yeah. She she has boobs. It's kind of incredible. And now they're making out in the club. When men hate on Sarah Jessica Parker's appearance, I want to punch them in the face. It happens a lot. It's like, because maybe her features aren't proportionate the way you would expect them to be. And then I'm just like, you you have no imagination. None, You don't have real taste. Right, at all. So Samantha just got fucked up, down, and sideways. Yep. By her twenty something with no last name. And this is real this was this was interesting. This was when I kinda turned around and started making phases at Brooke because even just the conversation they're having is so much more graphic than anything we've seen so far. Oh, yeah. Samantha's like We did it with him on top, me on top, me on my side. Him on his side? Oh god, yes. On his back, on his side, on his face. It's just fascinating. See, is this the first time we see boobs? We see Kim Cattrall's boobies yeah. for the first time. And then Not we'll as big as I expected. No, they they're really, great. They are. They're amazing. Actually, they're, they're kind of, I, I feel comparable to what I have going Bridget on. Bridget and yeah. I have realized, so we've, we've, done, we've done two photo shoots now. <laughs> That's actually the only reason we're doing this podcast. <laughs> for, just... the <laughs> for the pictures. And both times, we've somehow only worn my clothes. Um, yep. I have yet to wear a single item of my own clothing amazing. in a photo we've taken. The first time because the, she slept at my house. And, and you, up, yeah, and you just ended up having... But this time, just like the vibe. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But we wear but, the same size clothes, but our bodies are wildly different. so different. <laughs> it's kind of amazing because we could get away with like wearing the same thing to and, totally And you different. wouldn't even notice. Yeah. Like There's this, this jumpsuit that Bridget is wearing and these pictures from yesterday like... Oh my god, that's, that's your jumpsuit. That's, a, that's Brooke's that jumpsuit. jumpsuit. Isn't that crazy? And when I wear Is that it, fun? it's like 
two watermelons are pouring out of it. Okay, but still hot. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> right. It's very different. And then Bridget is like a Me, I'm like, let me keep this over my, you know, like my nipples are trying to escape. <laughs> anyway. Sure. It was cold. It was so cold. We were standing on on the bridge at 145th, like into Riverside Park. And oh, yeah. Over I was, the freeway. No, it was freeway. awful. It was it's been, so, it was so in New bad. York. It's been so cold in New York. But global warming isn't really you guys. Maybe by the time this posts, it'll be... I hope. Maybe like two weeks. We did get an hour last weekend, which I'm so happy about. Yeah, it's been light out at night, which is Makes nice. Makes a huge difference. Makes for a me. huge difference. Although when it's freezing and light out, I feel like the world's ending. But that's Right, okay. it's true. Yeah, you have strong feelings about global warming. Yeah, I'm like As really, all it's like all I think about. I like, studied, my minor was um, <gasps> environmental policy and culture. This is like my secret passion and love. I literally almost, I, there was a moment in my acting life where I was like, I'm going back to grad school for environmental policy I, that, because that I can't do this still anymore. That may still be a way I, it's hard because the more you know about it the more you're like ah well you're also just like can I guilty what yeah I I think about that all the time yeah sometimes I'll like be daydreaming about kids kind of and then I'm like I don't even know also like who knows if we're gonna have like the kind of country to raise a kid I think about that all the time sorry if we've lost sorry I doubt you're listening to us if you don't well we're sorry I have no idea I'm I'm not sorry for how I feel I am sorry for derailing uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, but I will talk about global warming with no shame yes. any other time. Call me, yeah. listeners, and I will go We're going to give out her number at the end of this episode. Oh, no, so. you got to feel safe and I smart. I love it. Yes. 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 So, Samantha? And Carrie are on the phone. <laughs> Carrie sits down with her cigarette inside to schmick and talk to... And, some, and Carrie's like, we just kissed. And Samantha was like, What? And then she talks about all the places they made out in the club. She did. And she loved it, too. She's kind of giddy about it. Like, she had a lot of fun. She feels good about the guy. She sings the best. I forget how much I like... The best. Yeah. I forget how much I like kissing sometimes. Yeah, man, man. I actually did. I made out with someone in New Orleans. You did? You did? That was a fun text to get. I made out with this beautiful man. Uh, He was very handsome. And... He was like, wait here, I have to get a drink. And then, oh, I like this drug thing. Mm-hmm. In the episode, I'm not doing drugs right now. Although, <laughs> I do I like would. this drug thing. Um, but he left, he was like, I had to get a drink. He came back and was like, I just told my friend, I met this really cute girl who's a really good dancer. And I was like, I can die. <laughs> You're like, good, we're That's good. That's literally, yeah. I was like, this has been great, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to go dance. And remember you saying those words to me forever. <laughs> Or, um, and then you made out, and it was great because kissing is the most fun thing you can so do. So good. Yeah, it was great. That's a, a bad kisser is number one deal breaker, which is an episode here <gasps> later. Oh. It really is, though. It oh. really is. Yeah. Oh. It's one of the number one couldn't, deal breakers. Couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. So Carrie is now musing about uh, younger men and how comparing them to drugs. She says that are 20-something men the new designer drugs? I think all men are drugs. Oh, we get there I think we get that's, there. That's the, the end, conclusion yeah. that we get at the end of the oh, episode. That's right. That we get addicted to and the highs take us high. And we get Bridget's favorite, the interviews with the normals. The interviews with normals. And then I love that they stick Skipper into this. And in this case, it's a group of dudes like playing pickup basketball outside and they're interviewed about what they like about 30 year old women. But they were the guys from the club. They're all in their early 20s or their mid 20s. They were the guys right. that she pointed out at the club. Oh. Oh, I totally missed yeah. that they were the same exact. Oh, no, I, did, yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah. Thank God we have you. Wow. He's the jock guy. Right, the jock. Then Skipper. And then I think they end with the underage. Yeah. He's like, good pussy. (laughs) Yeah. What does he say? It's it's, uh, Something horrific. 
And then fucking Miranda is dressed like a ventriloquist dummy again. She's straight up wearing a full tie with this suit outfit. It almost feels like... I love her hair, I have to say. I think I like this haircut. Her, like, neat, long-ish bob a lot. In the beginning, I feel like maybe they were sort of taking off the inspiration of the characters. Like, it wouldn't surprise me for Cynthia Nixon to wear something like Like this. Like, lawyery and... So maybe... And Cynthia Nixon. And I think that Miranda wants to be one of the guys at the firm... Right. And yeah, they're really driving that one home. But like Miranda's femininity is like her character's arc. Yeah. Her like embracing her own femininity and vulnerability. So in that way, this is it's kind of great that it starts off with her in a tie. She would never wear that season six. No. And then, I'm excited to see that change. Oh yeah. Oh, they changed so much. And also I feel like we, we enter this time when like in the very when it aired first in 1998 like curly hair is really in and then by the end like they all have blowouts that's right and she gets a lot of straight hair she her hair really goes through a lot they are making out in the in the banana republic and the guy goes excuse me which is an amazing line so 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 funny so carrie's now rushing to go meet big and she gets a phone call from from charlotte and is like i have to go i'm going on a date with big and Charlotte's like, but I have to, I have to tell you, I have to tell you something. And she's like, immediately like, okay, I'll come pick you up right now. And then we, dun, dun, dun. and I actually love this sequence because it's, it's, it's amazing. Carrie gets in a, in a car and picks Charlotte up. And then as Charlotte begins to tell her the story, which we'll get more into, Carrie's like, okay, next up we're picking up well, Charlotte or she, she tells her, so she immediately gets in a cab, goes and gets Charlotte. Charlotte's like, my perfect boyfriend with looks, manners, and money wants to have butt sex with me. He, t- he, he asked her specifically if, like, the next night after dinner they could do anal. Which and is... Na- also a weird way to <laughs> go about so that. So bizarre. Yeah. I, I like don't like... Tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, that's like... After the clock strikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's not like I'm down for no. any sort of consent that's also conversation. Not, that's not, like, sexy and fun either. That's not the sexy either, way to no. discuss it. So tomorrow, can I put it in your butt? Yeah, <laughs> cool. exactly. And Before now you can my... think about it for 36 hours. Yeah. Um, and I think this scene is amazing because is amazing. because each woman gives their perspective. And yes. I think they do this so brilliantly with each woman when they'll have, like, an issue mm-hmm. and they'll each talk about it and it gives you so much insight to who they are and what makes them different but what brings them together because I feel like Miranda and Samantha are two of well probably Charlotte and Samantha actually but are the poles are the poles yeah um and they all just talk about it in the cab like bumps and Charlotte was like what's that and they're all like a preview (laughs) I also think that this is the kind of stuff that the show got got shit for um Mm, interesting which I which I understand like like men this drives them crazy because they're like, oh, she's the this one, she's the this one, she's the this one. Mm. And and it does lack, like, a certain level of nuance. And depth, in, in, perhaps. Inside each woman. Right, right. Um, but, but what you get is a whole, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Then you get a whole. And that's what was revolutionary about this show, is that it's like... That's so cool. I hadn't no thought about that at all. No one woman is going to have... Like, no two women are going to have the same opinions about sex. Right. Right? Or there experiences, was, or... Yeah. Yeah, and there's like... It's like there isn't just the Madonna whore. Right. right? Like, there's so many variations within that. And so, yes, like, from a writer perspective, it's a little bit like these characters are functions in order for you to put forth this like differing opinion about a certain sex act or relationship problem but that's the point to show like women we contain multitudes we're all different kinds of creatures i love that 
And to just piggy- yes and yes and ah! to piggyback off of that, Carrie sort of is neutral. She doesn't ever give out her opinion. So then you have these huh. other three where Miranda is she like... She kind of facilitates the opinion having, but she's not... Whether he respects you more at the end or uh, less at the end, Samantha comes in and is like, a hole is a hole. <laughs> and then Charlotte's like, I'm not a hole. I went to Smith. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. It's an incredible, incredible. line. And, but Carrie hears this from... Charlotte and is immediately like, well, we need these other two women. Right. Because the three of them, I think if if Carrie's our, like, centerpiece, then the three are, like, the, the id, ego, and the super exactly. ego. Yeah, totally. And so yeah. together they all Make create Carrie. Like, if someone, like, right. if this show were made now, we'd find out at the end that, like, Carrie's an innocent. Carrie's exactly. Three three three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Black she, Mara. like, made up her friends, and she's just... Multiple she's vlogging into the void about people who don't exist. United States of Carrie. Wow. Incredible. Um, <laughs> she's vlogging into the void. Oh, my God. It's so tragic. Now you've seen the office... She does what Creed does when when Creed wants to set up a blog, and so Jim opens a Word document for him. Oh, then right. at the top of it is like Creed.world.internet.us, and Creed just types his blog onto the Word document. So good. That's what Carrie's really That's doing. That's what she's doing. I have a meeting with my editor, which is like a cat that lives downstairs. Yeah. It comes to visit her on the fire escape. Yes, the rat that goes to Do you have your pages, meow? <laughs> He's British. We took this so, so much further. <laughs> I could write this play. This like this play. You should do it. Okay, I'll That's do what a... the culmination of this project is. It's my one woman play. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's me as Carrie going through going multiple things. Like Emma Stone's tragic one woman show in La La Land. So, so we're in a restaurant and Big is there and Carrie comes in to eat with him. And as she is having dinner with him, his friend shows up. She thinks she's getting drinks or dinner with Big, and then his friend is like, Big's like, oh, he called me crying, he got divorced. Which is also kind of great, because Charlotte called Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. They both had a, like, crisis call. And I think that's what this smile is with Carrie, because Carrie's like, I'm still here by myself. Right. I love this scene for Carrie. She goes on this whole speech to big about like she's like you know what fine have a guy's night here's some money for drinks the next round is on me like it's gonna be fine and then he's like are you sure and to quote him in the pilot she's like absolutely ah and it's and then she flounces out and it's a beautiful moment and she as as she's leaving is is like did i do the right thing i feel sad i feel i don't know if i should be but she also just pulled off like a pretty dope move. And he's clearly, she says, you know, we'll do our thing another time. And he says, really? Like, he really clearly wants to. Yeah. So she's kind of pulled off like a, a sick move here. You but know what she this, doesn't feel great about it. You know what it. this reminds me of? This is one of like the first conversations that Bridget and I like connected on is mm. the idea of the cool girl. Yes. From oh, Gone Girl. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that passage in Gone Girl? It's the best part of yes, it. Yes, I agree. And I think about it constantly. Because I feel like Bridget and I both fall into that category I sometimes. worry often... That I do do, do that to oh, some extent, I do especially that big time. yeah, me too. And and like I could not hang until I was like seventeen or eighteen. I just like everything got under my skin. And my buttons were so easily pushed. Oh. And then once I realized how like go with the, especially with guys. Mm-hmm. And and once I was like realized how fun and go with the flow is, it's like my favorite thing. And 
I feel like that it's so enticing yeah. for me that I have to be careful not to be like. But I think there's a difference between like putting myself into it. That also sounds like growing up, right? Um, but it can it can be dangerous, and you can get you can end up being mistreated. Yes, right. I, right. I found that because mm-hmm. people can be like, oh, I thought you, I thought you were just being so casual, and well, then a guy yeah. will treat you kind of badly because he thought you were being casual and you're like oh shit what did I put out there that's been my and experience I'll, the other thing about it for me is the worry that like I'm not listening to myself or or thinking about what I want to do or mm-hmm. what's in my best interest because I'm like just trying to be what's cool and easy and fun and like go with the flow right so she doesn't she, she, she doesn't she dips out I mean she is cool girl but she's like real cool girl she's and then like, she walks right to that 20 something club she does she goes and finds her boy Sam she walks 48 blocks she finds Yoinka Sam $400 shoes oh my god those shoes can you imagine heels. having $400 shoes I walk no. 48 blocks all the time we were talking about this but not oh, in yeah. heels no way I can barely walk four blocks in heels before I'm like I'm out Oh, I can't no. stand in heels for more than an hour. It also actually gets worse Funny. as you get older, and so yeah. this is in. Well, that's the thing is, I just don't wear them with any frequency. So every time I do it, my right. feet are like, "This is inhumane." Yeah, I don't understand how women wear heels to work every day. I wear. There's apparently this easier. stuff called still standing. It's huh. like a spray. It's like numbing for your feet, and you can spray it on that's... your feet before you wear high heels, and they make them like the little sizes so you can keep them in a, like a clutch. That's so fucked up. It's so oh, crazy. fucked up. It's like you know, getting a rib removed so you can fit into a or, right. or like binding, binding feet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so she goes to the club. She finds yoinka, her Sam boy. Shake weights. No glasses. Oh, yoinka, yoinka, yoinka glasses. I see. Oh, but she says, and they start kissing, and she's like, "I'm not getting the same buzz anymore." So she has to fuck him. I mean, Carrie. Someone apparently, like, in a Broadway show, like, called out because they had a hangnail. Nope. No. Not allowed. That's what I heard. You Uh. black swan that shit on stage. That's happened to me. No way. I had, or I had that, not that, but I had, I had my, um, I was doing a play, and I stepped, I was wearing heels, and there was, like, a, uh, there was, like, an intense moment in the play, and I stepped on my own toe. No, and you stabbed No, no, no. I stabbed my toe through the nail, and I had to do the rest of the play, and my... My foot was all bloody. No, 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 no. And my cute husband, it was opening night. My cute husband was there and he showed up and he let me wear his shoes home. And I, and he walked uh, in socks. Oh, oh. We love Nick. So Charlotte, Charlotte is now having a conversation about to have anal sex. And she does this monologue that I swear I've, I've seen and heard girls doing in auditions. The, I don't want to be the up the butt girl speech thing. Right. It's so cute. It's really cute. And it's the first moment. And the moment. cutest thing, actually, I think, well, I love, I think she is so darling, but the response that her boyfriend has is so cute to me because it's like, it was such a weird setup for this conversation and then yeah. he's so chill about it. Yeah. What does he say? Can he we says, just can fuck we just fuck the regular way? way? And she Aww. says, yes, please. We sure can. I think this is the first time we really get endeared to Charlotte. Yeah, because otherwise it's the first she time seems... I've really seen her do or say anything, you know, like that that's more meaningful than just her her tiny role, kind of as in part of the four of them. Yeah, and it's also like she personalizes her rules because she's the rules girl in the mm-hmm. beginning. Men won't do this, and men won't do this, and da da da. And it it's like here it's her being like, I don't want that, and it's less like. Um, I'm only doing this in order to get a man. You get it's more about like what she wants personally. In this episode, everybody gets fucked. 
Yeah. Yeah. Everyone does. There are Kim Cattrall's boobies. Uh-huh. We'll see them forever. They're so beautiful. We, I don't think we see Car- uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. She's the only one. Yeah. We see Charlotte's boobies? Yeah. I've, prom- I've promised to say boobies. And I say, titties and nothing I think I would else. just say boobs. Boobies. I think that committing to titties for several hundred episodes of this podcast was a good move on yeah, my I part. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> Thank you. So the, the John without an H... Um, tells Samantha that he likes the wrinkles on her neck, and she's like, nope, never again, bye. She will never date a, a young man She again. gives up on him right then and there. I get well, that. Well, she realizes that she's always going to feel old. Yep, and, and she's I, only going to get older. Yes, and and that 20-something just, boys are just going to make her... How does time do that? So Carrie had sex with, what's his name? Yoink, Sam. Sam, Yoink, Sam. And, and she's like, and then, if I couldn't get any better, he spooned me. I mean, okay. <laughs> I hate spooning. It's sweaty and your arm falls asleep and you just can't sleep. And I can't fall asleep on a guy's chest because of the oh, heartbeat. You can't? Heartbeat freaks me out. I can. And I actually like spooning, but a lot of times in my marriage, I'm big spoon. I love that. Nick loves being I, spoon. I love that too. You're a tiny, tiny girl. Yeah. But it's, but so it's I think it makes the spooning yeah. like not sweaty and yeah. oppressive because I'm so small. So it's just like a little totally. comfort. I get that. I like spooning best when it's like not quite spooning and you're kind of like on on your front almost just because uh-huh. they're so you know you like need oh, yeah. an arm but when everyone kind of like shifts over this way a little everyone, bit I, all of you <laughs> well I don't know about you but I only spoon with at least like four or five people in a bed at one time um he talks about his dream. Carrie wakes up and realizes that the apartment she's in is absolutely disgusting. It's like worse than a college apartment. It's a little extreme. I think it's a little extreme. Also, where it's twenty-six-year-old Sam's. It's Yoinka Sam's apartment. Are we? Yeah, in the city? it doesn't look at all like New York City. It's the weirdest. Apartment. I think we're East Village. Interesting. That was this my impulse. actually feels it looks like real to me for like really? where I lived in my twenties and like some of the guys I knew. Wow, or, like, that's kind of cool to know that then. Or more so, even like <coughs> Brooklyn, like when you would randomly go somewhere in Brooklyn and you'd be like oh shit this person has this like crazy loft in Williamsburg right. and they live with like eight roommates and when you're in your 20s it was really fun and it was like the mm. party house I in my 20s was friends but these were like corporate 20 something guys they were all um, investment bankers and so they, they were making a shitload of money yes and they had an apartment off of Union Square and we called it apartment six. It was number six was the number of the apartment, and it had six bedrooms and six guys lived nope, there. Nope, nope, oh, nope. So boy. it was huge. It's like, like a, it's like a small frat house. Dudes, it was a fucking frat house, Gross. and they had parties all the time, just like girls in and out. Wild. Yeah, and if I went there, as, this is the content this podcast needed. Yeah, these my, stories, my wild times. And if you went there at that age, it was like funny and silly that you were like one of the girls there right but now going there I'd be like what that is this? feels like the cool girl thing to me in some ways yes. where with a little perspective you're like I got nothing out of that that right. was silly I was catering I was playing into the idea of it feeling fun to be one of those girls right totally the other thing that you kind of like uh realize with those kinds of apartments is like these like frat houses that that men choose to live in post living in a frat right is like they're kind of homoerotic yeah totally they're all around and they're like boxers and they're getting this like love from these other guys in terms of like who they hang out with on a sunday afternoon right right (laughs) and then the girls kind of just come in and out for sexual purposes Speaking of lamps. Speaking of no, lamps. I'm just kidding. No it's lamps. back around, and Carrie's looking for coffee in this apartment desperately, and then is blindsided by 
a naked roommate, basically. She's like, I'm going to pee, you make the coffee, and then there's no toilet paper. And She has to, like, squat and hold the wall because it's so gross. Yoinka Sam is making coffee with the toilet paper. Yes, I think he didn't have a, a filter. Okay, wait, here's a question I have. Did she just leave Yoinka Sam's apartment and now she's shopping and she looks like that? Yep. Yeah. Not After sleeping in a in a rat hole like ready to inevitably run into big oh so she says this amazing thing she says i had outgrown the boys of my past and not quite grown into the men of my future which is something that like i think can be applicable to you at any age like Mm -hmm. at any time Mm -hmm. i think totally it's it's amazing i feel like it's something that i've gone through i think it's something we've all probably gone through and probably still and i think also it has to do with like the emotional maturity of women right because like she's also not meeting 30 year olds and they say like there's no 30 year olds available but at the same time she also kind of feels like she's beyond those guys right and that's where the big thing is so interesting so she does after she goes shopping she runs into big having a brunch she makes this comment about how she was there all these men and she never sees the one she wants to see and then his head Bops up from under a table. And it's the guy, the divorcee. This is such such good good writing. writing. When they went to dinner, when Big and and, uh, Carrie went to dinner and the friend came along, the the mopey friend who'd just been broken up with that made Carrie leave, that's the friend who they're now. He comes back to that character. The guy he's going to be in later for like five seconds. And he's with a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And Big's there by himself. And Carrie leans over and tells him the answer to one of his crosswords. It's to bring to five or five letters to bring together and she says hinge and it's like so sexy and uh-huh. great. Um, it's such a it's a second power move she pulls on him yeah. in this episode. And he asks her to stay and she's like, "Nah." And she starts to walk away and he chases after her and um, he asks Ugh. he's like, "I'll get dinner like just the two of us." And um, she says, she's yeah, like, sure. But doesn't she say, like, I like puzzles in my crossword? In but my not, New York Times, but not in my men. Yeah. Boy puzzles or human puzzles. Oh, she's so cute and smart and great in this. She is. Look how their, their sexual chemistry is just so good. They're it's just, the their charts. faces are so close. You know, they're close in that way where you just, like, you, you can feel the magnetic oh, sparks with someone else. And he else. doesn't even know what to make of her. He totally doesn't. And, and he's then, so intrigued. And this is the best moment ever. She turns around and looks back. And, and he's, like, biting his lip looking at her waiting for her to do it. And she's like, damn, it would have been so cool if I hadn't looked back. Hearkening back to your cool yeah. girl thing. Totally. And that she like lets she was so cool in those yep. encounters, and she just and then she it fall yeah apart. she and really it, wanted to see. And it finishes with um the my favorite That's me, like I can never resist not looking no, back at something. Me neither. So that that saxophone thing. Yeah, I love the saxophone. It's also noir. I feel like bit, that's there's a lot of elevator. Yeah, it kind of matches the way he talks a little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. I've been. It's gonna develop. Yeah, I'm excited well. for the. The development of those. Um, it's a great episode. It's it one is. of my favorite. This is, I love knowing that it was one of her favorites to film too. This Fun. is one that I have watched multiple times. Yeah, like if I'm like going through the seasons and I'm on season one, it'll usually be this one. Maybe that's because I'm in my twenties, but who knows? I actually think that it, it is important in the series as a whole to mark that thing that I was talking about before of like these women are not 20 year olds fucking around this is a different thing this is these are not the single people we're used to paying attention to in pop culture and that's what makes this dramatically interesting yeah give me a second okay well while you're doing that Brooks Corner Brooks Corner what is Brooks Corner Brooks Corner can be whatever we want it to be okay I like it to be when I rate the men Rate the men with Brooke in her corner. What are we rating them? What's the scale? 
I don't know. Who you most want to fuck? Big. Okay, mine is Yoinka Sam. That's why he's Yoinka. Well, first of all, even though he's not featured in this episode, for me, number one man in all the series is Stanford. But he's not here. Not this episode. But who you want to... No, no, no. He's just my favorite man, always. Oh, oh, oh. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. For me, it goes Sam, and then Big, and then Brian, the guy that Charlotte sleeps with. Sure. And then John, not Jack... The guy who's divorced. And also... Not Skipper. Not Skipper. I'm not attracted to anyone but Big. Like, I'm not attracted to you and Sam. Not in this episode or in general. Not even Aiden or Bill. Oh, oh, in this episode. I was like, do You're not... Like, Anna? Do not come at Aiden. Oh, oh, please. Of course Aiden is... There's so many guys that I think get sexy throughout. Steve. Steve is sexy. Fuck, I think Harry is sexy. I love Harry. Not me. Harry's my favorite is. love story in the whole series. <gasps> it fun. is. I can't wait. Anna, thank you so much for doing this with us. I Seriously. had so much fun. This was a dream. I'll talk about this show forever. We'll have to have you back for your favorite episodes. My favorite episodes, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll be great. Anna, how can we find you on social media? Oh my god, we hey, do that? We do. Um, everywhere I am, which is Twitter and Instagram. That's what we are, too. Is... Um, Anna Nogi, A-N-A-N-O-G-I, because my last name is too confusing. Clean and simple, I like So it. I had to cut it way You explain down. it well. Ever since you explained to me how to say it, I know how to Nogueira. say it. Nogueira. So my last name is Nogueira, which is Portuguese. My dad's from Brazil. It has every vowel, N-O-G-U-E-I-R-A, so it doesn't look the way it sounds. Look the way it sounds? Yeah. So what I tell people to say when they're learning it is say, uh, it's like Nogueidar, Except with a New York accent. No data. Yep. Nice. <laughs> That's really good. That's amazing. So also, Anna what a Nogi. name. That's cool. yeah. Every vowel. That's so cool. Except why? But why is such a uh, why? Why sometimes? Sometimes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, I am on Twitter, Brooke underscore Wiseman, and on Instagram, just Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. Keep that straight. <laughs> I am me, Bridget, on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin. And on Instagram as Bridget M37 and Splat. And collectively we are Splat, Splat the podcast. <laughs> and we are on, We're on Twitter. And Instagram as just Splat, Splat podcast. podcast. Splat Podcast. Thanks for listening. We made it to episode four. Yay! So fun. Love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.